All right, yeah. football fans, welcome back. Hopefully you just tuned into the AFC preview, AFC championship game preview. Now it's time that we look at the NFC conference championship game. I'm Jeff Hartman, joined by Wesley Coleman. Wesley, welcome back. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate me having me. Um, let's talk about the NFC, the the best division, the best conference in football, right? Where the uh, where the, where the champions come from. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this: I looked at the spread according to my the ESPN book. I didn't look at DraftKings and FanDuel and the other major books. This spread we talked about in the AFC side that some books went up to five and a half for the Chiefs, like in favor of giving the Chiefs points, which is insane. This has the Lions getting seven. What is going on? I don't know. But I'm taking the Lions in seven. I mean, I think Not it's going to be too. a close like, game. Yeah, I mean, listen, Debo Samuel may, didn't play three quarters of the last game. And again, I've said all year that whenever Brock Purdy is missing either him or Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy comes down to average right. quarterback. Um, I, I, you got And Christian McCaffrey, we see him getting massaged the entire game with some sort of left leg injury. Predicting that either one of those guys is playing the entire game is scary. And I don't know. The, the Lions have just uh, they've been tough. So the 49ers fan base is is way bigger because of all the success they had in the 80s with Bryce and Montana and then in the 90s with Steve Young even. But the Lions, I think this is the team. People might not care about the, the Chiefs fatigue. We mentioned that in the previous podcast. The Ravens are a very small fan base as well, very localized. I think the Lions are the team that the that the country's probably like, let's see the Lions yeah. there. We haven't seen them ever be there. Let's let's pull. I think that's that's probably the narrative that a lot of people are feeling. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, I mean it's a combination of things. Um, sort of that. Um, also the, the Barry Sanders documentary came out this year, which I know a lot of people have watched, and so that kind of got the Lions and their lack of being in the playoffs for many, many years and being a good organization um, brought up. But then the Lions also just a couple years ago having Dan Campbell on um, the uh, Hard Knock show. Yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not a fan of them, but like that, they, that looks fun. And seeing Dan Campbell do up downs with his players and all, like, and <laughs> talking about biting kneecaps, people are at least like, eh, they're interesting. I'd, I'd watch a show about them, and I do. I think they're becoming the quote unquote America's team of of these four teams. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of Taylor Swift fans, but out of the I mean, <laughs> of football fans that yes. have been watching for football for more than this season, um, this is kind of the team that everybody's kind of defaulting to. Like, eh, this team's left. I guess that's who I'll be pulling for. You bring up a good point about the exposure thing. You know, a lot of people do watch Hard Knocks, and a lot of people watch it just for the reality aspect. They don't watch it because they're football fans. Yep. They don't watch it because they don't care. Some football fans of different teams watch it just because they like the inside look at organizations and how things are run. I mean, when the Browns did it, it was like a comedy every week. I mean, you're watching how it's how this team is literally imploding. It was hysterical. But in this case, they got Dan Campbell, who's, man, if he's anything, he's the master motivator. He's the guy that I'm going to be there with you. He looks like he could still freaking play. Like, that guy looks like he'd still bench 300 plus. He's a huge dude. I love him. He says he drinks like 12 cups of coffee every day. Um, I'm here for it. I'm here for Dan Campbell. I got to be honest, I'm pulling for the Lions in this game. Nothing against the 49ers. Some Steelers fans are like, well, if they win and they win the Super Bowl, they have as many Super Bowls as the Steelers. I really don't care. Like, I really don't care. The Patriots have six. The Steelers have six. If the 49ers get six, good for you. I just think the Lions are the better story right now. Yeah, I mean, so I'm conflicted in a few things with this. I'm definitely 
pulling for Dan Campbell and then Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator. They both um, were Saints players and Saints coaches before they took the jobs in Detroit. Mm -hmm. um, I cannot pull for Jared Goff as a person. One, I just don't like him. But two, when the Rams got got to the Super Bowl, when the Saints got screwed over with the famous no call, Jared Goff famously went to the media and said they should just get over it. So um, I, I wouldn't mind the great Bill Vinovich who missed that call is now the Super Bowl referee. I wouldn't mind him missing a call um, that goes against the Lions so that we can all tweet at Jared Goff to get over it. Um, who that nation would be a big fan of this. Um, <laughs> having said that, I also growing up, I was a Saints fan. And then when the playoffs started, which the Saints were never in, um, I was a Joe Montana fan. I loved watching that guy play. I think he's the greatest quarterback that's ever played football. Um, Tom Brady can have the rings. Joe Montana is the best quarterback to play Thank this you. game to me. The 49ers as an organization screwed him over. That was multiple owners ago. I get it that the DeBartolos and that have nothing to do with the 49ers anymore, but I've just never liked that trash organization since then for the yeah. way they treated um, him and ran him out of town. Um, so it's, I won't ever pull for the 49ers. So I'm going to pull for Dan Campbell. Um, I think the lions are the better story. Um, and I guess I'm just I've I've just never been the Brock Purdy believer. Like I, I think he's propped up by an incredible head coach and offensive system. Um, I just don't think he's I, I it was disgusted with him being in the MVP chant or MVP um, talk because of the players around him that were all better yeah. than him. Um so let's let's start off the conversation there. Let's talk about the 49ers and their their team, their system. Say what you want about Brock Purdy. When he has his weapons available, he is very he's very good in that system. What's crazy to me, you can talk about these teams, whether you're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. They're not in the playoffs anymore. We know this, but they're the weapons that they have at their disposal. Their wide receiving core, their running backs. I mean, they've got a long list of players who are really good players. You go to the Baltimore Ravens. We mentioned them. They have a long list of really good players at their disposal as well. When you look at the 49ers roster, maybe this is just me. You have Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and Christian McCaffrey. Who else do they have? Juszczyk, too. Okay, Kyle Juszczyk. I'll give you Kyle Juszczyk. They use him in very unique ways. That's it. And that's why, to me, when one of these guys goes down, it's not like, oh, next guy up. Just go ahead in there because... Debo Samuel does things that no other wide receiver does. He's like a freaking running back. They give him the ball like a running back. I'll never forget. It was, was it two, was it last year or two years ago when he, it was, he it was, was a it was running NF, back. It was the NFC championship game when they gave him the ball and he rushed for like a third and nine and he got the yards. I'm like, who is this guy? So if he's even hampered a little bit by that shoulder, that's going to be a big deal. And you mentioned Christian McCaffrey and getting the constant. He was dealing with that calf injury before the end of the regular season. That gives me pause. And that's why this spread is so lopsided for some reason. It doesn't make sense. It's like a sucker bet. That's what it seems like to me. But if they're all healthy, this 49ers team can put it together. They won ugly last week. If they put it together, they can be a tough team to beat. What do you think about the 49ers prospects? And we didn't even bring up the defense and the defense and their inability sometimes to stop the run. Yeah, so th this 49ers defense is great, but not as good as it was last year. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest, like Bosa kind of completely disappeared in this last game, which would have been yeah. there's multiple times you're like, okay, if this guy thinks he's TJ Watt, this is the time where he makes a play. And he, it just wasn't there for him. 
Um, yeah. So again, this this long of a season, the twentieth game of the year, I'm sure there's everybody's dealing with some sort of injury and um, can can barely even get out of bed every day. Um, but they're not uh, having success there. Um, yeah, so this 49ers team, I just give a lot of credit to Kyle Shanahan um, and what the way he designs an offense. But what's been the problem is that when McCaffrey and Debo Samuel are both healthy, Brandon Ayuk gets lots of numbers. But when either one of them is out, Brandon Ayuk completely disappears. Like yeah. he's not able to be the second guy. He's able to be the third guy when you're doubling the two other guys. Um, and it's just rare that uh, – and, and last week they are playing a game that is close to where I think if Debo Samuel was able to play, would have been out there. And to say that seven days later he's just going to be able to play is, is a big ask when it's a shoulder injury. The shoulder is a complex joint um, that it doesn't heal in a week when, when you're missing games for shoulder injuries. So um, thinking that he's going to play four quarters just is – I don't I don't believe that. No. Um, so I think that it really hampers everything else they do. And um yeah, just I I don't know if I would without him, I don't know this I, to me becomes a pick 'em game. And I'm picking this yeah. as if Debo Samuel's not gonna play because I don't think he can play four quarters. To me, for the Lions, go to the other side of the docket here. The Detroit Lions recipe for success is clear. You have to be able to run the ball, control the clock, keep that offense off the field. Red zone efficiency is going to be paramount, but I think that if you get Brock Purdy in a, I need to throw the ball, let's say the lions jump out to a 14, 17 to three, 17, nothing lead by chance. Like they come out swinging and their lead all of a sudden Christian McCaffrey becomes nothing more than a receiver. That makes it a lot easier. And we'll see if Brock Purdy is able to, to do that, to be able to come from behind multiple scores. Do I necessarily think that's going to happen? no, but at the same time, the one thing I keep in the back of my mind is that Dan Campbell is an unbelievably aggressive coach. And I guarantee you, he's going to go into this game thinking, man, we're going to have to do everything at our disposal to win. Take deep shots, take shots, and they're going to have to use these uber-talented players that they have. Like you know, Jameer Gibbs is just so much fun to watch. Like, tackling him is so difficult. Uh, they're going to have to really utilize these guys well do you think they're able to, to do that, though? Do you think they're able to actually jump out to a lead and keep it because their defense isn't that great either? Yeah, I think that that's – I get what you're saying, and I agree with you that the smart thing for them to do would be to be this running team um, and just establish that and try to get to a lead. Um, but that's not Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell's no. not going to be boring. He's He has gotten to this point by being – uber aggressive and believing in jared goff and telling jared goff like you're our guy no matter what and go sling the dang ball um and it's it's worked out I, again i that's not the game plan that i'd be comfortable with because i just i assume that at some point jared goff isn't going to continue to be successful um but but he's avoided the the, the interceptions which would be yeah. the, the big part for him um i I and so far Dan Campbell's made the right the right you know risks and been aggressive at the right times and uh and, and and been smart about it. So we'll see if he overdoes it because now we're talking about a trip to the Super Bowl. And um it's uh I could see him taking it too far. He needs to stay measured with yeah. I think he needs to continue to take risks because San Francisco's the better team. Um so there's gotta be some risk there, whether that's 
uh, a fake punt or whether that's an onside kick or whether that's not Jared like, Goff not like the ball. Buffalo, not like Buffalo's fake punt. Man, my goodness. <laughs> they just, got bailed out. Did, did that bailed. lose Damar Hamlin, the comeback player of the year? <laughs> Dude, him has died. <laughs> Anyways, let's go to predictions. Let's not talk about tomorrow. <laughs> who do you think is going to win this NFC Conference Championship game? And then we'll talk about who we want to win. Which I think we've already talked about who we want to win. But who do you think will win this game? I think that the 49ers probably win it. Um, I think that maybe the Jared Goff just there's it's Jared Goff or Brock Purdy. One of them is going to screw this game up. Yep. Um, I, I think that measured smart Kyle Shanahan making Brock Purdy throw three yard passes is less likely for Brock Purdy than Dan Campbell. Crazy. Get that ball down the field to Amon Ross St. Brown. Like I believe in you. You're my guy. Just sling it. I think that there's a better chance of that leading to a mistake versus Brock Purdy is going to be throwing three yard passes the whole game. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I think that sometimes Kyle Shanahan can be uber conservative, almost to a fault. Yep. And I think if there's a chance that someone, if you're going to get got, it's if you have a coach that's the antithesis of you on the other sideline, and if you're making the plays, that's a big if. But I'm going to say that I think the Lions are going to win. I think they're going to upset. I think they're going to upset the 49ers. And then according to my prediction, I would have Ravens-Lions puke. But who do you want to win? I think we both are saying that we want we want to see the Lions. You agree? Uh, yeah, I'd prefer the Lions to win this. Um, and if I was just uh, putting it together, I'd I'd go Lions Chiefs as my. Yeah. Uh, I think that that Super Bowl gets a lot a lot of views, like possibly for weird reasons, breaking <laughs> the, the amount of views that a Super Bowl's ever had. Um, Hey, which, you know what? That's good for business, Josh. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. If you see some weird calls in the three o'clock game and you're like, well, they, they, they want the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. The answer is yes. Yes, they you know, do. If, <laughs> if you title this podcast, Taylor Swift, Eminem halftime show, we might get the most downloads in the history That's, of podcasts. There is a good chance. The search parameters are right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think that I think for me, a visual a game that I can just sit down and watch and not be like, oh, I'm really rooting against this team, or I really don't want to see this team win. It's Lions Chiefs because I could watch that game and just say, whatever. If the Chiefs win again, yeah. okay. Yeah. Let me also just say, just being the, the the Ravens and the 49ers have been the two best teams in football this year. Yeah. Period. It's been that way basically all year, besides when some people were fooled by the Eagles. That's really and the two best teams playing in the Super Bowl matters and is a is a big deal and there's a story there because the ravens blew out the 49ers and brock pretty played his maybe the worst game of his career yeah um so there's a story there too listen i i like it when there's a nice wholesome feeling of the two best teams making to the super bowl even though i don't like either one of those teams or care about either one of them there's something good about yeah okay this this all of those games meant they made they were for a reason and those two are the teams that are here we shall see. It's going to be fun. We are going to be back next week, probably to prove to preview the Pro Bowl activities, which is going to be outstanding. Um, actually, maybe we'll just harken back to the days of when we were younger and they just did the skills competition. Give me the quarterbacks with the blue chalk on the footballs. I mean, you remember that, right? Yeah, absolutely. It was the best. Oh, I, I used to watch that nonstop. Those, like those guys out in Hawaii, half drunk, just goofing <laughs> off, running around. Yeah. Dan Marino's high as a kite, just throwing footballs 30 <laughs> yards downfield, just tagging <laughs> targets. 
All right, Wesley, tell them where they can find your Saints coverage as well as on social media. Was that a shot at Dan Marino because he wasn't in the Super Bowl? He could always be at the Pro Bowl? Well, okay. uh, no, I was actually more into his <laughs> drug use. But um, anyways, <laughs> you can find me. Um, I cover the Saints for the Don't Patrol podcast. So um, throughout this whole offseason, um, we will still be covering Saints and bringing Saints news to you. But that's the Don't Patrol podcast. Or you can talk to me on Twitter at at Wesley 13 Jeff, where can we find you? Yeah, the Steelers coverage. It's like off-season. What off-season? They've got offensive coordinator hire. We got all that for you at Steel Curtain Network. And you can find me on Twitter, jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. Don't you all have an opening at offensive coordinator, too? We we do. Um, uh, I'm sure y'all are just getting ready for another winning season. Hey, Jeff, one question. Who's better than us? What's that? Nobody. <laughs> all right, man. We'll talk next week. Have a good one. You don't want to take the Harbaugh ma- ma- mantra? No. <laughs> I hate Harbaugh's. Get out of here. All right, man. Good show. We'll talk. Take it easy.